Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is high. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Good morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's time to wake up. I want him to hear. This is the pregame show. Your early morning shot of sports on 95.7. The game. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. You know, I typically start with yes, yes, yes. But it just didn't feel right after watching the game, the Warriors game last night. Alan Styles, pregame show, 95.7. The game filling in for Stephen Langford. Who is filling in for Joe Shasky? You will get your Stephen fix Right after this at, at 6 a.m., Joe Spadoni on the boards. Joe, thank you for being with me as always. And, man, it is time to get to work. I'm talking about the work right now and the Warriors. They now need to get to work as well, specifically on those jump shots. They go down to the Grizzlies 101 to 106. John ja Morant, 47 points. GP2 goes down. Draymond stitches. Steph was bleeding at one point. John ja Morant said he couldn't see out of one eye. I heard it was a contact, but I actually didn't really hear anything else about it. I'm not sure if anybody else said it just went away and he kept making shots. So I don't know if he was on some Le- LeBron type hype or something like that when LeBron said he couldn't see against the Warriors. It, it just kind of went away. Man, and and at this point, you got to think that both sides feel like they've missed an opportunity. The Grizzlies in the first game and the Warriors in this second game. Dylan Brooks obviously ejected, and we will get into that. Don't you worry. The text line, the Xfinity Mobile text line, I know y'all want to get into it. I know you want to get into it, so hop on in there, 888-957-9570. You can call as well. Okay, I want to hear from Dub Nation. I want to hear from you. How are you feeling? What did you see? Here a lot of the similar, the same takes, but I know I got some unique ones out there that I want to hear from everybody else. Let's just run through the box score real quick. We got Draymond Green. Steve Kerr talked about Draymond Green not playing particularly well after the stitches. He was a minus 10, six points. Seven assists, 10 rebounds, not an awful game, but again, that second half, you, you could have seen more. Really, this comes down to the turnovers, right? The, the turnovers and shooting and anemic 18, I can't even believe I'm reading this, 18.4% from the field. And you know what? I saw on Twitter and social media, people rounding it up to 19%. At 18.4, you don't get to round that up. You do not get to round that up. That is a firm 18% as far as I'm concerned. Andrew Wiggins, you know, he, he is who he is. Steady Eddie, 16 points. Uh, really what he did, the offensive rebounds, five offensive rebounds. So we'll get into Andrew Wiggins a bit more. One for seven from three-point land. And he's going to get, everybody had open shots. and Everybody had an opportunity to make those shots. 27 points from from Steph Curry. A minus 11 on the night, 3 for 11 from three-point. You kind of get the idea here. Nobody was really able to get it going. And now I got to end with probably the worst situation here. That was Clay Thompson, 2 for 12 from three-point, 5 for 19 in field goals, a minus 9, 12 points. And ultimately, those numbers are pretty terrible. But if you watch, it was even worse. Just some bad, bad shots out of Clay. And really, you know, if you listened yesterday, I talked about the Grizzlies and their immaturity. I'm not, I'm not moving away from that. 
at all. I think they played really well yesterday or last night. But I think that the Warriors, they were very uncharacteristic, not just missing shots, but just the shots that they were taking just didn't make any sense. I mean, how Clay, how many fall away, you know, two pointers can you take? They're just not great shots. Not great shots. I did want to get into this though. Before we really break down the game and I hear from you and your calls and your texts, we can talk about the refs missing calls and Scott Foster and Dylan Brooks, obviously, and Draymond Green, that loose ball foul at the end, which was terrible. But I do refuse to do that without saying straight up, John Morant outplayed the Warriors. He outplayed the Warriors. And I obviously GP2 is out. But John Morant outplayed Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, Andrew Wiggins, Draymond Green, the whole crew. That's just a fact. So, you know, I don't even really love his game and I'm curious if I'm alone on this because it is very much a, okay, I'm just going to drive and, and, and figure it out later. But he's so darn athletic. He is able to do that. But you put the reps in a certain situation. And then for Ja to complain the way he does, I know everybody complains about fouls, but he complains so much, dude, you get to the line plenty based on how you drive. But again, I'm giving credit where credit is due. Uh, Memphis defensively guarded the Warriors extremely well on the perimeter. They did. Steph could not get by them at times, right? Jordan Poole could not get by them at times. And I don't think we can sit here and talk about 18.4% from three-point land and act like the Warriors just shot that poorly and it had absolutely nothing to do with the Grizzlies. We can't say it had nothing to do with the Grizzlies. That's So I... The Warriors aren't going to do that again, or you wouldn't think they would do that again, but you got to give some kudos to the Grizzlies as well. So now that I got that out the way, we all know, and I'm, and I'm very thankful that at 5 a.m. I got to be the, the first voice you hear on this subject. Let's get into it. Let's hear from, from Steve Kerr and what he thought about the Dylan Brooks play and what that should mean for the series moving forward. I don't know if it was intentional, but it was dirty. And playoff basketball is going to—it's supposed to be physical. You know, everybody's going to compete. Everybody's going to fight for everything. But there's a code in this league. There's a code that players follow, where you never put a guy's season slash career in jeopardy by taking somebody out in midair and clubbing him across the head, ultimately fracturing Gary's elbow. This is a guy who's been toiling the last six years trying to make it in this league, finally found a home, playing his butt off this year in the playoffs. You know, this should be the time of, of his life. And guy comes in, whacks him across the head in midair. He broke the code. Dylan Brooks broke the code. That's how I see it. I, that's how I see it, too. And I understand... Draymond having Draymond Twitter last night was a mess. Social media was a mess. I didn't know, you know, who to believe. Everybody they're bringing up Zaza, Pajulia. They're bringing up things that Draymond has done. Everybody is just saying, well, what about this? What about that? I don't know about you, Dub Nation, and I know Draymond fouls hard. I have never seen Draymond Green full-on swing at someone going full speed in the air, and Dylan Brooks was at least seven inches, his hand was, away from the ball. I mean, he literally just tried to hit GP2 in the head. And if you don't, uh, you, we cannot judge intent. We really can't. But he had a play in the first game where he, that's the reason Clay is having whatever, you know, knee flare up that he's having because Dylan Dylan Brooks dove on a ball. Now these are the guys, the Marcus Smarts of the world, the Dylan Brooks of the world. Where does that line I'll put Draymond Green in there too, okay? Because we have to be fair about this. Where is that line? Where is that line? And for me, I don't know if anybody that is out there that has hooped before Stuff in the air is no bueno. It's no good. It's no good. And I realized Draymond did do the jersey pull. He did do the jersey pull, but that guy was going straight up, Clark was, and Draymond did hold on to him. Even if he held on to him to try to not get the flagrant, which he failed at miserably, full on, full speed, whacking in the head. You are behind. There is no way. I'm not great at geometry or whatever math that is, physics. There is no way Dylan Brooks actually thought he was going to get that ball. And that's my problem with this. He was trying to hit him in the head. Now, obviously, 
He, he, uh, did he mean to get him out for the series? No, but he meant to send a message. So now the league has to send a message. And truthfully, I saw a lot of takes saying, you know what? We could keep Dylan Brooks out there. He's been playing like trash anyway, and it, it might have helped the Grizzlies. He, he has not been playing particularly well in these, you know, he hasn't played only been one game in a, in a couple seconds in the first quarter, but he's got, he, he has to be suspended. You cannot have, I mean, because what it does is if you don't suspend him, and I don't know, people were saying, well, what, what are the, what are the Warriors going to do now? Call, you know, JTA, you're up to do something like that. That's not what the Warriors do. And if the Warriors do keep this going, now everybody, all the trolls on social media are going to sit there and say, sit there and say, Oh my goodness, you know, here they go again. Like, like Steve Kerr condones dirty play. I, I just, I can't talk about the swing in that way and, and I just can't compare it and I know the Draymond's pictures they look ridiculous I, I know he's got hands and eyes he you know he's got the kick in the in the in the groin area he's got all this stuff all right but I have never seen something like that that I mean people got Paul George he didn't, you know, get get hit, but he got his foot stuck in that area below the below the net, below the rim, the basket. It's just not safe. It's just not safe. So I don't know what to do with that, Joe. I'm curious. What are, what are your thoughts on it? What did you think about it when you saw it? Did you think people were over exaggerating? Do you think Draymond has done anything like that before? Um, not that I could recall, but I think. The big thing here is intent. I don't think Dylan Brooks is a dirty player by any means. Mm-hmm. It's just, it was a reckless play, and I could see him getting suspended for an extra game here, but I wouldn't be shocked if they look at it and say, hey, the intent wasn't there. Maybe it was going for the ball, accidentally hit his head. We're fine with the flagrant, too. Yeah. Yeah. And, I, and I'm, I'm fine with it, too. I, I don't know that he needs to be suspended. Uh, I, I just, me personally, I don't understand how that is the same as some other, the flagrance, the whole word is just becoming a bit more convoluted than I feel like it used to be. And I think that's, that's part of the, that's part of the issue here too. So let's get to some text right now. 408, Brooks should be suspended as long as GP2 is out from Bay 408. I've seen that take before, not going to happen, but I mean, we understand that that's just not how it works, but I do get the sentiment. Trust me, I really do. Let's get it from the 415. Dylan was going for the ball, man. Wasn't trying to go for Gary Payton's head, and it just so happened he did swing, which in the NBA is the wrong thing to do. Like we always say, we talk about the refs not wanting to let them play, but as as soon as more physicality comes now we want to complain. I mean, that's not the type of physicality I want to see. I want to see everybody on the court. All right. Like, I mean, just comparing it again to the Brandon Clark situation with Draymond in no way was his you could even say straight up his career in danger. Right. I'm not saying it wasn't a bad foul by Draymond, but in the air like that stuff can really mess you up. We don't even know how long GP2 is out. I mean, we know it's fractured and his elbows fractured and he's done for this season or at least three to six weeks. But I don't know. The swinging in the air, I just really can't get into. 510 chiming in. Dub Nation wants to fight Brooks for his cheap shot. And I, I, I don't doubt it. I don't doubt it. We got to get to a break. Anthony and Richmond, I see you. We'll get to you when we get back. 95-7 the game. Alan Styles filling in for Stephen Langford. The pregame show. We'll talk to you soon. with a catch. He's wide open left corner. Misses a three. Draymond Green has the rebound. Still 8-0 Memphis. Pass ahead to Payton. Goes in. Got fouled hard by Brooks. They might have to take a look at this one. Yeah, they are. They're going to review it. Eric Lewis says, let's take a look at this one. Well, he's still down. Yes. That's a hard foul, Jim. Foul the floor has been upgraded to a player foul penalty two for wind-up impact and follow-through to the head. While the player was prone to injury, Dylan Brooks will be ejected from the game. Gary Payton will shoot two, and they retain possession of the ball. So it is for flagrant two. Now back to the pregame show on 95.7 The Game. Here's Stephen Langford. 
Alan Styles filling in for Stephen Langford, the pregame show on 95.7 The Game. And yeah, it's going to get upgraded to a flagrant two. That's what it should have been. I don't know if anybody else saw any crazy takes. I mean, we see crazy takes every day. I actually saw takes saying that GP2 should have fell differently. Should have fell differently. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm not really used to getting hit full speed in the air and trying to brace myself. Classic blaming the victim land. and not the crime, Alan. I mean, I've never heard... Ridiculous. Ridiculous. And that's probably only on the, the mild meter if we're talking Taco Bell hot sauce of the terrible takes that were out there yesterday. The Warriors lose to the Memphis Grizzlies 101-106. to 106. Dylan Brooks... Hard foul. Is it dirty or not? 888-957-9570. I know you saw it. Let me know your thoughts. Let's go to Anthony in Richmond. Anthony, how you feeling, man? I'm pretty sure we chatted yesterday. How are you feeling after today seeing, you know, what went down with the game and losing GP2 and all those things? All right, so top of the morning to you, Style. So um, about the GP thing, sorry, GP2, it was a dirty play. Um, anybody that played ball knows it's a bad, that was a dirty play, period. Um, that's why Steve Kerr was so adamant and very, um, I guess you would say fast when he was asked, you know, I think after the first quarter, like, you know, are you, what do you think about the physicality? And he said that wasn't physical, that was dirty because Brett never made a play on the ball. Like he cocked back and he let it fly, um, which is a very big difference between what Draymond did. Uh, so yeah, that wasn't cool at all. Um, and when it comes to the way the Warriors was playing, to me, Allen, I just don't think the Warriors been playing their best brand of ball, to be mm-hmm. honest. Like, they got through Denver, and that was cool. Um, but even Denver kind of, like, you know, gave them a little bit something that they, you know, just enough, right? You know, they pushed them a little bit. Boogie mm-hmm. was killing us in the low post. You know, um, the Joker was doing the same thing. And um, the Warriors have always had a problem with, with playing what I would deem soft. Um, they're just a finesse team. They shoot a lot of threes. They don't really get to the paint like that. Uh, and that's probably, in my opinion, that's why, you know, uh, the Grizzlies play them so well. They match up with them so well because the Grizzlies come out and they come out physical. And the Warriors still were down 8-0 in the first, you know, the first couple of minutes. So I haven't been impressed by the way that they play. Like, they got through the first game and they skated by. Like, it was one point. So, you know, like, it wasn't like it was a blowout or it was a convincing win. And they are chucking their threes at a crazy, uh, crazy rate. And, um, and they're just not matching the physicality. And they need to do that if they don't want to even, if they really want to beat this team because this team not scared of the Warriors. Um, so when it comes to the Dylan Brooks thing, yes, it was dirty. 110%. I don't think GP2 deserved that. And everything that Steve Kerr said, I agree with. Um, you know, everybody's saying he should have landed different or just that and the other. Like, that's Twitter stuff. I kind of stay off of that when I'm watching the games because it'd be some, some out of balance perspectives. But I do think the Warriors, they definitely need to look themselves in the mirror and they need to come. They need to come. They need to come a little tough because I've always thought, you know, throughout the championship runs that, they kind of play a little soft, like, you know, like when it's time to get mm-hmm. down and dirty, they really don't have that. And I don't think Draymond can do that all the time because of his reputation. So that's just my perspective. You know, I'm interested to hear what you got to say, but um, that's just where I'm coming from with it. No, that's a great call, man. That's a great, that's a great call. And here's the thing. I don't necessarily think that they need to be, you know, these bully ballers. That's not who they are. The thing is, they are a jump shooting team. I mean, that, that is what it is. You said finesse team. Yeah, they're a jump shooting team. So what, and they're small, right? So when you are a jump shooting team and you shoot 18.4% from three, as in seven for 38, and you turn the ball over 18 times, let me ask you this question. Who do they beat? With those numbers, I mean, I don't think they beat a playoff team, and there are probably some non-playoff teams that they don't even beat with those types of numbers. So, it, it, it's to me at this point, they're not going to change who they are and change their identity. But if you can't get to the cup or you can't put the the biscuit in the basket, 
you're just not you're not going to win those games. And you're right; these last couple games, even how they cl- they closed Denver out, they have not they've been they have not been playing particularly well. But they've been able to kind of grind these out in their own way. I'd also say this, and that's why everybody kept saying, you know, after Game One, it was more about Memphis missing an opportunity more so than wow, the Warriors really showed. And we did the whole championship pedigree thing. I did it too, and I still said that. If they win game two, you can get the brooms out. And that, that was true at the time. Josh said, you're not getting those brooms out. You are not getting those brooms out on my watch. And you got to respect them for that. I, I, I am interested, 888-957-9570, everybody's takes on how the Warriors have been playing job. Because me personally, I feel like this is how the warriors always play stars the a lot of people a lot of people talk about oh don't let the you know the, the other guys or don't let the star beat you whatever the case may be you pick one right you either pick the other guys or you pick the star the warriors whether it's been lebron whether it's been luka whether it's been jokic the warriors historically always let the star go off and essentially we're just not going to let you you know, uh, get other guys involved and now you're still rolling and the other players are rolling too. So for me, I don't necessarily, the problem is at the end of games when John Morris got it cooking, that's when things get a little dicey because the Warriors at this point, specifically without GP2 anymore, they can't stop John Morant. Okay. And do I love, it's a really gimmicky defense as far as how much they are sagging off them. But I don't think they're trying to disrespect them. I think that they just feel like they have no choice, you know? And when you look at the three-point line, Ja went five for 12. The first game, he went four for 11. So that is who he is. The difference is the Warriors couldn't do anything offensively. They couldn't do anything offensively. So when you can't do anything offensively, everything looks, everything seems to be tougher. And now it's John Morant. I think the worst thing that the Warriors are going to see when they look at this box score, which they already have, and when they look at the film, is that when you look at the Grizzlies box score, it looks pretty darn bad. I mean, nobody else really did anything besides John. It was literally you lost to one person. And I think. Going into this, we did say, hey, if the Warriors get two in Memphis, I mean, yeah. I, and that's the thing. Everybody, Guru, is going to talk about it later, this sweep, sweep, sweep thing. It, to me, saying, and Damon Bruce said it yesterday on the Twitter spaces, to me saying, yeah, if the Warriors win two games in Memphis, it is possible that they could sweep. And it might even be probable. That's not a crazy take to me in any sense of the word. That's not a crazy take to me. But now that's out the window. Maybe it's a good thing for the Warriors. They can come back to life a bit and realize, hey, we can't just sit here and jack up a bunch of shots even when they're not going in because that's not going to work. What's crazy to me is that Stanford's own Zaire Williams I mean, there's a part of me that if you look at those, if you watch the game, how many times when the Warriors got some type of momentum, this guy just pulled up and made a shot? I mean, 14 points. I believe he's averaging about eight. You know, each each game, you're going to have somebody from the bench that shows up. So you could trade that to me. Not a big deal. You could trade that with Dylan Brooks. But essentially, he canceled out the Dylan Brooks situation because, you know, he, he, he got his 14 points. And let's not let's not forget this. This is also what I will say. Desmond Bain is not healthy. He's not healthy at all. Okay, literally... When you watch him run around, he looks stiff. It's a back problem. I don't. I wouldn't be surprised if something doesn't come out about next game. But for the Warriors, you know, you lose GP two, and Desmond Bain is a non-factor. Five points in thirty-two minutes. Okay, six rebounds. He, he was somehow a plus eleven, but he's a non-factor right now offensively, and that has been their guy. So if you were the Warriors and, and you had an opportunity with Desmond Bain, nobody knows what's going on with that situation. Dylan Brooks gets kicked out. Jaron Jackson came back to life, 12 points. And again, got to give credit where credit's due. The Grizzlies went 20 of 21 from free throw land. From free throw land. And that, that is something the Warriors, 77% last night. So I'm not going to get on about that. I'm not going to get on about that. This is more about, look, the Grizzlies had their backs up against the wall, and they did just enough. Meanwhile, the Warriors 
could not have played worse. Okay, GP2 is gets out. Draymond stitches. Steph's bleeding at one point. Can't hit the backside of a barn, and you lose by five points. And you have Josh scores 47, and you still only lose by five points. The problem is, I, I get tired. Not that I'm doing it a lot. The, War- the Warriors have been winning. But it's a slippery slope to do that every time the Warriors lost. Because to me, it does take a bit away. It's the 7 for 38, and and we've already mentioned Clay a little bit already, but but every nobody shot the ball well. Nobody really shot the ball well. So uh, to me, you have to give some credit to the Grizzlies. You can't just sit there and say, you know, oh, Warriors just had an off night. There's a reason they had an off night. There's a reason they had an off night. Stanford grad here, 510 is chiming in. I watched Williams in college. He's good, but I agree the Warriors' default is to let guys like him take shots. They have to. And that is what I think is the craziest part when you look at these matchups. You got Williams taking shots for the Grizzlies, and you got Klay Thompson, Jordan Poole, and Seth Curry taking fairly open shots for the Warriors, and you couldn't get it done. You could not get it done. And I know... I like, like I just said, the, the defense of the Grizzlies was good on the perimeter, but you are the splash party, whatever, whatever nickname you want to give them, they had time. You know, they, they had time. They had open looks, plenty of open looks. Some of them, they didn't even hit the rim. It was a weird game, but I do think that the Warriors are, will, will bounce back. Let's get into, we're going to get into, uh, some basically where the Warriors go from here next. We got to get to a break. We'll be back. Pre-game show. Alan Styles filling in for Stephen Langford. 95-7 the game. Talk to you soon. Draymond, good catch, pass to Porter Jr., the pool, he'll dribble drive, comes in, up top to Wiggins, shot clock at five, down the lane to the rack, and he dunked it! He just put Clark to the floor! Wiggins with a slam, a two-hand slam for Andrew Wiggins, and it was savage! Yes, that's an elevation sensation. Now, back to the pregame show on 95.7 The Game. We are back. I mean... Wiggins is so such an interesting player, just an interesting character. He does so many good things right and at the right time. And then he just does the wrong things at the wrong time. And that's really who he is at this point. I've said, you know, he is a bit of a cartoon character, right? You know, when you watch cartoons and every every Saturday, whatever day you watch cartoons, they're always wearing the same outfit. They always kind of got the same haircut. They're really always the same person, no matter what. That's Andrew Wiggins. Whether and yet last night was the first time he showed that type of emotion since I believe he dunked on Carl Anthony Towns back at the beginning of the season. But just from a game standpoint, he does a lot of good things. But ultimately, those open shots that he really needs to hit to take him just over that that top, back to that all star range he has not been able to get back there and if he hits and and again this is more this is about everybody nobody could shoot last night and it's hard for me to to be hard on Andrew Wiggins when he did so many other things outside of just scoring and Clay Thompson unfortunately did not but with that being said when everybody is getting upset at Andrew Wiggins for missing open shots don't get me wrong he missed a, a couple bunnies here and there to me I've just my expectation is he, Wiggins is going to have some great moments and he's going to have some not so great moments that that's that's just what it is I I believe I guess I hold everybody to different standards and my standard for Andrew Wiggins. I believe that he can do what he did or what he does and the Warriors can win the whole thing. I don't think Andrew Wiggins needs to drop 30 a night and make every shot. Well, you know, in order for the Warriors to win, it hurts worse when you have the Splash Bros and Jordan Poole who don't have it going either. And if you're looking for Andrew Wiggins to bail you out in that situation, most of the time, that's not going to happen. I mean, let's just be honest. Most of the time, that's not going to happen. Let's get to some of these text messages. 888-957-9570 here on the pregame show. Alan Siles 
filling in for Stephen Langford, who will be on on the morning roast. Joe Spadoni on the boards. 408. This is going to turn into a full on war. As much as I hate seeing the injuries and the Warriors losing, this is going to make for some good entertainment. It's definitely, it's definitely get your popcorn, but we don't want any more injuries. We definitely do not want any more injuries. The 510 chiming in. There's a difference between playoff, physical playoff basketball and WWE. Yeah, I mean, it's just a swipe on the head for me. That that's that's just what it does. And I know, you know, we we spoke we we spoke about a couple texts earlier that said it was a play on the ball. It just didn't look close enough for me. It it, it didn't even if he was trying to fake it, he didn't even fake it enough for me. Two one three chiming in, losing GP two is a huge loss for the Warriors for the rest of the playoffs. That's no doubt. That's no doubt because we saw Wiggins and he's he was not ready. He, I mean, he did the best he could. He's John Morant. I think that's the other thing to remember. If John Morant scores on you, if John Morant balls out on you, John Morant is John Morant for a reason, right? He, he walks, we know the story that he's got this chip on his shoulder, but he is a bona fide star at this point, which is why we, we didn't understand why he got the most improved player. And we, we are not getting into that today, but he dropped 34 in the first game, right? So it's not like, you know, he, 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 he had 15 points or something like that. He, he, he kind of balled out in the first game, too. It was just a bit of... Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Uh, an uglier game, but it was very similar. He was a scoop shot layup away from the Grizzlies being up 1-0 and now possibly 2-0. So I don't want to sit here and this is no way, shape, or form an aberration. I just still think that he can ball out and the Warriors can still win because you know, what he did, he had 34 in the first game, but, but let's not forget Jaron Jackson went full on Steph Curry, went six for nine from three and had 33 points, right? 10 of 18 shooting. So I don't, I don't think that happens again, but you, you really never know. I just believe ultimately John Moran can do his thing like the Warriors have let other stars do their thing. And really it shouldn't matter because they got three guys that should be able to continue to score and do things like that. The 925 is chiming in talking about, uh, you know, Anthony who called in earlier from Richmond. Look how many points we had in the paint. If we get half of our threes, we blow them out. Now, I would challenge you on this 925. Did they have some of those paint points because the Warriors couldn't hit anything, right? I think that might be some of it, too. I think they, you know, offensive rebounds, they did well to to make sure they scored and convert in those situations. But I, I do hear you rebounding, I thought, was going to be an issue for the Warriors. And really, it's been an issue for the Grizzlies. And then at the end of the game, Draymond quote unquote fouls Ja Morant when it's 100 to 99. And don't get me started there. Scott Foster, I mean, bravo, bravo. It's just for me, when you look at how you call a game, from where, from the vantage point that I saw, he was based essentially like parallel with Draymond and Ja Morant, or he was behind them. So I, I just don't understand how you make that call, period, and specifically in that situation. I mean, Jaw ja fell, but Jaw falls every other play. So I don't really understand how you, you call that there in that situation. And I and we all should just be a bit lucky that, that Draymond didn't get attacked or anything like that. Not that it really made a difference because, uh, you know, they, they, they probably would have still lost anyway. But 
if you if if he's able to get that rebound, you know, who knows what happens? Who knows? 415, Jordan Poole was out of control. This is exactly what I mean. He's too busy trying to get his points and be the man. This is exactly what we don't need right now. He needs to play more team ball and stop forcing to get his points. Well, I think that it is uh, contagious, right? Once nobody has it going, it's the opposite of when everybody has it going. And it's it's just like hot potato. The ball's hopping around. When nobody has it going, everybody is trying to get it going. And, you know, as much as Jordan Poole was trying to get it going, he forced it. I, the only person who didn't really force it to me, and he had comparatively, I didn't think Steph forced it that much. I think Clay was by far the worst on the force it category, but he typically is. Jordan Poole was around there as well. Steph had some, he just had some shots that weren't really close. I don't think it, a lot of them were bad shots as far as, you know, Steph is concerned. I mean, no, 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 uh, no shot from Steph is really considered bad, typically. The 5-1-0, the Wiggins flush was a piece of nastiness. Wow. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. That was the 5-1-0. 4 5 GP2 was the only dub who contained Josh. So next man up, Wiggins, Kaminga, or Clay. Let's go. And that, my friends, leads us to our next point. Jonathan Kaminga. It's time. It's time, my friend. It's time, young Padawan. It's time, young Jedi. It is time for Jonathan Kaminga to get unleashed, okay? And I know that he's been playing a bit more, and Steve Kerr understands, and we trust Steve Kerr, that he understands what is necessary to get this done. But 14 minutes is not going to get it done for Jonathan Kaminga. At this point, if he has some issues, everyone keeps talking about he's going to foul, the personal fouls, things like that. 14 minutes, no fouls, right? And... The last game he played, I think he only had, he only had, I feel, I feel like he only had two. Yeah, he only had two fouls there, played 15 minutes. So, and I guess that's a decent bit of rounds for 15 minutes, but there's no choice anymore. There's no choice. And I'll tell you why. I've been really, really cold and hot and cold and hot and cold on Andre Iguodala. They saying that they, they are hopeful that he will be back. The last time we saw Iguodala play, it was not good. It was not good. So unless you are going to just de- – the problem is you can't just designate him for defense, right? Even if – because defense, I feel like he still has that. But offensively, Andre Iguodala was acting like he was afraid of the basket. Anybody that remembers that from the Denver series? He acted like he was afraid of the basket. Who are you going to play him with, right? I mean, you have to have him in with, with some combination of Steph – and and Clay or Seth and Jordan Poole. But again, are we also seeing a little bit of, I guess, for lack of a better word, pressure on the the three shooters, the, the 3G men, right? I mean, Steph, Clay, or Jordan Poole, one of you is getting a shot. And on the one hand, yeah, I'll take that all day. But on the other hand, the three of them not playing well at the same time, you're, you're not going to win that game. Well, what about if it's only two of them? Or what about if it's only one? Now, I would say yesterday nobody played particularly well. Did they get it out their system? Can they find what they had? Even Jordan Poole, to me, hasn't looked the same. But he's been able to get to the cup. The difference is Steph can get to the cup. Clay can get to the cup. But or Steph can get to the club, Jordan Poole can get to the cup, but Clay really can't get to the cup the way that they can. So he just continues to shoot his, you know, fall away two pointers and they just weren't falling. They just weren't falling. Four or five chiming in. JK equals the Kraken. Release the Kraken. They have to. They have to. This is this is the situation that everybody is in now because somebody has to pick up the slack for GP2. And it's got to be a committee. It's got to be everybody. One person that I have left off that I really do want to, you know, give kudos to as well as Otto Porter Jr. And I know I've been on him because shooting wise, he is just a head case. But what he's been able to do, anytime you can drop four points and be a plus 17, nine rebounds, three offensive, six defensive, Otto Porter Jr. is doing the garbage man, dirty man work in a, in a Draymond Green type of way that cannot go mistaken. He is literally fighting through the fact that offensively 
He doesn't really have too much to bring to the table right now. Shooting-wise, we know he's 40% on his career. But what he's doing besides that is just outstanding. It's outstanding. And I personally felt a little bit bad because I thought that it was a uh, a really good effort from Otto Porter Jr. and Wiggins to a certain degree that just unfortunately didn't end up in a W. And again, it's one of those things where there are going to be nights like this. Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, and Jordan Poole, they're going to be nights like this. You just hope they're not very often. And there was going to be a jaw game, right? The we, we thought, I mean, at the time, we thought it could have been a sweep. But there was always going to be a jaw game. The question is, would you win with the jaw game? And the Warriors were not able to win. You can't let them get, and I know I said you can let jaw do his thing. But you can't let him get any more than 47. He's really doing his thing. Okay, because now you're in a situation where, Again, you don't really need too much from anybody else to at least be in the mix. I still think that Ja could score 50 and the Warriors could win, but you can't do all of the things that the Warriors couldn't do, they did last night. You can't turn the ball over 18 times, you can't shoot 18%, and you can't if you if you do those things, then you can't let Ja go off for 47. You can't do all of them. You can't do all of them. So the question is now and and things change so quickly, right? Oh, how they quickly. Yesterday, I'm over here talking about you might need to bring out the brooms. Today, is there momentum? Some people believe in momentum. Some people don't. Today, it's a new day. And now the Warriors have to win both games at the Chase Center. I mean, obviously, you don't have to, but you would really like that. You would really like that. The 408 is chiming in. Seven for 37 from three. Warriors have nobody to blame except themselves. Stop with the excuses. I don't know if you think I'm making excuses for a wait because I definitely am not. Uh, everything that they did, they did not deserve to win. They did not deserve to win. But I'm also of the mindset that both of these things can be true. They didn't deserve to win, but they could have won. I'm not really sure what excuses anybody is talking about besides GP2. And we've already mentioned that G- that that. John Morant scored 34 in the first game. So it's not like John Morant scored 12 or something like that. There's really no, you know, there's really no excuses to be made. They played like garbage and they lost. That's it. Case and point. Uh, As far as the refs are concerned, when you shoot 18%, everything is going to be magnified. Or 18% from three, I should say. When you turn the ball ball over 18 times, everything is going to be magnified. The bottom line is the Warriors, based on these numbers, and when you look at this box score, the Warriors should have won this game, not easily, but just a normal game from the big three, the three Gs, that you're winning that game. And that's just not what this was. And, and, and Steph even having the 27, it was a forced 27. It didn't look as good as probably, you know, it, it looks in the box score, whatever the case may be. 408. Steph Curry needed to take over that game. He was the one who had it going, and he kept passing it to a struggling clay. It was that weird stretch. I believe it was either in the it was either early fourth or in the third. And really, it was a stretch of some of the worst basketball as far as shot choices I've seen from the Warriors in a really long time. In a really long time. I'm not I don't I don't. I'm not saying there should have been a timeout called. I'm not saying whatever the case is. Steph had his spurts, but, you know, at the end of the game, and I think that's why Ja, and we had, we didn't even get into Ja talking that trash like he does. I think based on the lip reading, he was saying, we're going to have some fun. We're going to have some fun. Yeah, he's having fun now. And I go, I go hot and cold. I go hot and cold with Ja Morant. I do, and it doesn't help that I'm a Warriors fan and that he's on the team that the Warriors are playing and, uh, and, and also that they don't like each other very much. But he's 22. If he's going to talk trash, if he wants to dance, I mean, th- to each their own, I guess, Steph, Steph shimmies. And I know Steph is a champion and an MVP, but he's 22. I try to not to put myself in other people's shoes, or I try to put myself in other people's shoes. If I was 22 and I was Ja Morant, how would I act, right? I have no clue. So I don't really hold too much against him in that way. The 405 chiming in. The difference between Doncic, the 45 from Doncic and 47 from Morant is the Suns, I believe the Mavs, still shot 50% versus the 
40% from the Warriors. Yeah, I mean, but that that's what they're going to do. I mean, the Warriors have just always let the stars go off. And, and you can do that as long as you limit the other guys. And that's why it's funny that the Warriors won the first game without Draymond when... Not only did Ja have a decent game, a good game with 34 points, Jaron Jackson went off too out of nowhere. So for them to win that game and for them to lose this game when it was really just the Ja show, that is, I believe, why the Warriors feel like this is really a missed opportunity. I, I do want to talk a little bit more about Kaminga and about what the Warriors do moving forward. We haven't had this conversation in a bit because Draymond Green is Draymond Green. But is there any part of you, Dub Nation, that does feel like in the playoffs, as much as as much as Draymond is able to help, the playoffs just offensively, does it does it make it tough when you just have guys on the floor that are really just absolutely not factors? Just not factors offensively. Not factors offensively. So I'm not I don't even know what to do with that information. All I know is that the Warriors they did some things in the first game. They didn't play particularly great, but they were able to sneak it out. And they were not able to do this in this next game. But again, this isn't about Draymond. This isn't about Otto Porter Jr. This isn't even about GP2 going out of the game. This is about shooting 18% from three and you are a jump shooting team. That is, that is ultimately who you are. If the ball doesn't go in and you're turning the ball over and you can't stop a star player... That is quite literally the recipe for disaster. The recipe for disaster. And we better hope this. We know how they bounce back typically. But we better hope that, you know, now the Warriors don't get a bit tight. Okay, I expect Steph after, you know, walking by and Steph didn't even, I don't even think he looked Ja in the eye when Ja was saying, we're going to have some fun, we're going to have some fun. I expect Steph to come out hot. They don't play again till Saturday. Obviously, you can hear that as always on 95.7 The Game. I expect Steph to come out hot. I expect Clay to be better. And the reason I say be better is because we don't need him to quote unquote come out hot and be hucking him up. This is what, this is the Clay that we saw at the beginning of his return when things got a little messed up. And guess who else suffered from that? Jordan Poole. So we don't need that. We don't particularly need that. What we need is Clay to take good shots, get it going in an organic way like he had been doing towards the end of the season and also during the Nuggets and just make the defense make decisions. And at the end of the day, you got to make open shots. You got to make open shots. That, that's, that is who you are. If the Warriors cannot make you know, a decent amount of their open shots, I, again, they don't beat the Grizzlies and I don't even know if they beat the Nuggets. Okay, they might beat the Nuggets, but uh, this ain't the Nuggets, so it really doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. The 6-5-0 with a question. Mr. Styles, start Kaminga in Game 3. What say you? Everything is possible. Anything is possible. And I think there's a part of Steve Kerr that's going to, you know, think about this. I mean, we're acting like, you know, it, it seems like so long ago when Kaminga was in the starting lineup for a brief bit and... All of a sudden, he gets, oh, well, now we got to go with the veterans. Well, you need everybody. You know, you need everybody on deck. 650, how can you blame them for shooting bad? They have to worry about getting hit. If that's what we're going with 650, this is going to be a tough series because the way I see it is this, and I know I got some Niner fans that are also Warriors fans listening in right now. What the Grizzlies are doing, doesn't it remind you of the Seattle Seahawks, the Legion of Boom? When it basically was, well, you can't call a penalty on every play because you need rate of play, you need pace of play, and it ultimately makes for a terrible game. So if I foul you almost every single time, you're not going to call it every time. You're not going to call it every time. So that, I think the, the Grizzlies, that was their mentality. Look, if somebody gets fouled out, which Jaron Jackson did, you know, literally, he, he, he does that every other game or basically every game. This is what we're going to do. We're going to make sure that you feel us in a way that you haven't felt before. The issue with that is that's all fine and good. But when John Morant 
somebody just, you know, breathes on him and he's at the free throw line. It's a little ridiculous. And we we got a couple minutes left before we get to the morning rush. So I am going to end with some homerness because it's almost like they're calling the fouls before it happens with John Morant a lot of times. That 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 Draymond call, I already spoke about the rebound, but just every time he goes to the lane, then when he doesn't get the foul, he acts like he doesn't get a whistle. Dude, Draymond went straight up there, man. Don't lose your credibility by complaining every time. You drive a lot. You drive a lot, and you get to the foul line a lot. That's how it's supposed to be. That doesn't even mean that you're getting fouled every time. Because you're not. You're not getting fouled every single time. And if you are, it's one of those things, if anybody plays pickup basketball, when somebody initiates the contact with you and then calls a foul, how frustrating is that? Because what am I supposed to do? And that's what I, that is the one thing, and I know I did say, I know I did say that Ja can do his thing, but that is the one thing that it would be nice to at least hear something about, right? Or maybe I'm way off with this, but... What are the defenders supposed to do when John Morant puts his head down and, and, and just says, all right, I'm going to go. I'm going to go, and I'm either going to get the and one, I'm either going to get fouled, I'm either going to just make the bucket, no call, or I'm going to kick out to Desmond Bain or Dylan Brooks or whoever for an open three, or at this point, Jaron Jackson. I don't understand what the Warriors are supposed to do. They, they are some, there have been some bad fouls in there. I just don't know. I just don't know. But what I do know is that ultimately they're going to have to find somebody or some group of people that can make up for what GP2 did defensively. And I think Jonathan Kaminga is at the top of that list. Moses Moody might be on that list. I saw that text come through a couple times as well. You have to figure out a way to refine your identity and get some home cooking. Steph, Aisha, whip something up. Get some home cooking in you and, and get the ball going through the basket again if you are Steph, Clay Thompson, or Jordan Poole because that is who you are. Ultimately, that is that is your identity. I don't expect, and they had more points in the paint, but I don't expect them to bang and turn into some you know gritty team. You just got to make your shots. Specifically, you got to make your open shots. But we'll see. What happens next? We'll see what happens with Dylan Brooks. Thank you for tuning in to the pregame show. Alan Styles filling in for Stephen Langford, who you will hear in a couple minutes here with Bonte Hill filling in for Joe Shasky. Joe Spadoni on the boards. Thank you as always, Joe. We will talk to you soon. Everybody have a great morning and a great day. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.